Hey guys, welcome to episode number four of the Spirit Ninjas Spiritualist Fuck Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. So stay tuned for that. Hey, you just turned into the Spirit Ninjas Spiritualist Fuck Podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rival and Holly Emerson. So, what do you think is the law of attraction? Well, I think it's essentially your thoughts becoming reality, you know, and attracting what you want in your life from your thoughts. And is it real? Yeah, I think it's real. I'm sure there's a lot of people. I, out actually, there. actually, I'm going to say I know it's real because I've experienced it in my own life. There you have it. So, based on my experience, I believe it to be a real. A real thing. The real deal. Mm-hmm. How about you? There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt. I mean, this stuff works. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think that this is a little wacky. I know, a little woo-hoo. Woo-woo. Yep, it's probably a little woo-woo for, for some. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sad thing is that, I mean, regardless if you think it works or not, most of us are just doing it unconsciously. And then you kind of accept life by default. And... Things can get so much better. You know, if you know mm-hmm. how to use this stuff, I mean, you could create something incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you really can. So I guess, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people are saying like, you know, well, I didn't attract all this like negative stuff happening in my life. And, you know, I've, I've thought about retiring and uh, or, or changing jobs or getting a new car or attracting your soulmate or what have you. And the opposite happens, you know? So I think there is a valid reason for a lot of people to not believe in the law of attraction. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Of course. It, it is a little bit backwards. And I mean, from a very young age, we're taught that this stuff isn't real. You know, the world is hard and, you know, um, it doesn't work this way. Like you really have to grind it out. You yeah, have, you have to, to get out hard. there and take the bull by the horns and, and all this <laughs> stuff. It's not just about thinking stuff into reality. No, you got to get your head out of the clouds. Yeah. All this stuff. <laughs> when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> totally. So of course, you know, we're just saturated with these beliefs that aren't even ours. And then that becomes our reality. You know, we can go through life on a day-to-day basis just simply going through the motions and then we see the reality that we have, we believe in it, and then we just keep getting more and more of it, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, we can see that from our families and from when we were kids. Like, you know, how many of us have struggled with the same things that our parents have? Yeah, I think how well you can master the law of attraction is in direct relationship to how your family's mastered the law of attraction. Because I think we come into this world and we're very pure and we have all these ideas, you know, we have things that we love to do and we're very connected with that that joyful, loving state from our, mm-hmm. our soul. And then I think as we grow up, we get conditioned to believe whatever it is our parents want to oh, teach yeah. us. Um, what they believe because that's, they think they're 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 equipping you with the life skills and knowledge and wisdom that you're going to need. But in fact, I think a lot of times what it does is it actually 
robs you of, of what's the right word of like using the law of manifesting to your greatest ability. Like it, it inhibits you from actually tapping into what you need to tap into in order to manifest the life of your dreams. And I think a lot of parents don't even do it consciously. No, no, you know? they totally it's don't. Like, it's just done through their, their own beliefs like mm-hmm. in, in like mm-hmm. little situations. Like for instance, you know, with, uh, with my family, I remember growing up and, um, you know, money was, was an issue, right? Like there were, there were certain, certain things like, Oh, we can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as you hear that, we can't afford that. Well, yeah. that's a little belief that you've just accepted as your reality. Oh, yeah. we can't afford that. It's, yeah. it, there's not enough money. My mom was like the queen of generic shopping. Yeah. The no name brand shopping. Oh. You know, there'd be like the the Heinz ketchup because we liked Heinz. Like you always had to have Heinz. Yeah. And this is like in the 80s when the generic ketchup did not taste like Heinz. And there'd be like the blue label with oh, the yeah. yellow blue label with like the, the bright yellow writing oh, on it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So like our full our shopping cart was always full of like generic brands. Oh, yeah. You know, so that, like, even if my mom, I mean, she did say stuff too, but even if she never said anything, that's, like, such a cue in my child brain to be like, oh, we can't, we want this, but we can't have it. We have to have, like, the lesser. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then, you know, look at the flip side. Like, how many people do you know that grew up in a wealthy family, their Mm -hmm. kids are just, like, that's just the reality. They accept Mm -hmm. that life just is going to provide them with opportunities Things are yeah. going to come around. They're going to make something happen. And sure yeah. enough, they do. They just, yeah. you know. From a financial sense. Absolutely. They have enough because exactly. they've never been instilled with these financial lack beliefs. That's right. Yeah. And then we're not talking about just financially here. We're talking no. about relationships. We're talking about spiritually. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like in every aspect of life, this applies. It does. And I think what gets lost in the law of attraction and how the law of attraction actually works. There's a, there's some fundamental keys to it mm-hmm. that um, we're kind of touching on here, but maybe we should like specifically lay out um, is you can't just, you can't just think it. You can't, you have to 100, a thousand, 10% believe. I don't even know if that makes sense. It does. 10%. It um, but you just have to, like wholeheartedly believe in your being that what you want to attract, you deserve. Yeah, you deserve and it's possible. And it's possible. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Mm-hmm. That that belief is it. And I mean, so much of what we create is in our subconscious beliefs is what we're saying. Totally, totally. Yeah. So you can you can sit there and test it out right now. You could say, okay, I whatever it is you want to manifest. So say it's, say it's money, you know, like I want to make a thousand dollars more a month and just like quietly listen to what that voice in your head says. Oh yeah. You know, what is it actually saying? Is it saying, yeah, no how, way. How, how are you going to do that? Yeah. How am like, I going to do that? Like, where's that, that, where are those opportunities like, going to come that's from? That's not realistic. Like just, you can, you can, sit there quietly and like say all these things that you want to attract and then listen to the little voice and then you know okay well because i have that voice i know i'm not going to attract it so you have to tackle those beliefs you have to transform 
oh, yeah. and change those beliefs. And the words, too. Your words are so powerful. Like, of what course. you say is so powerful. <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, it's so funny because nowadays, when you're, like, a very positive person, it almost becomes, like, a cliche. Like, there's so many people that are, like, turned off by that. It's like, oh, he's so positive all the time, <laughs> right? And then here you are just stewing in your own poo. <laughs> Being annoyed that that person's so positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet, you know, the world provides that person so many more opportunities to have the things and experience life in a certain way that's not, not yeah. that does not come from a place of struggle or yeah. strife or anything. Like, it's, it's crazy. So, yes, on one hand, it, it, maybe it's annoying, but these are the, like, the little clues. And this is what, what I love. Like, you know, in everything that I've read and every spiritual text and, and look at, like, the different gurus and, and, like, Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and all these people, right? They're talking about this stuff. They're living it. And they're mm-hmm. living a very beautiful life. Yeah. And another key, too, along with the positivity is gratitude. Of course. They're extremely grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, of mm-hmm. course. And that's the thing. Like, when you come from a place of gratitude, yeah, it's it's a totally different energy that you're emitting into the into the world. It is. Like, I like to use the example of, um, like, a gift. You know, if you give a friend a present for their birthday or whatever, and they just, like, look at the present and toss it aside. Don't care about it. And just kind of like, well, I really wanted something better than this gift. Yeah. You know, how is that going to make you feel as a friend? Imagine that as the universe. Mm-hmm. If the universe gives you something, but it's not what you want, and you just like toss it aside and you're not grateful for it, the universe is like, oh, okay, well, I guess maybe I'm not going to not gonna give you anything more because you don't even like what I'm giving you now. Yeah, it's the same totally. kind of thing. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like so much of it is, like we said, these unconscious beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Um, one little like, exercise that I like to do is, you know, let's picture... For a second that you just won a million dollars or yeah you just won a million dollars right now it's sitting in your account okay just picture it picture it sitting there you know after this podcast you can you can turn it off you can go to the bank and you can withdraw some money and make a big purchase mm-hmm. and maybe it's a house or maybe it's a car that you wanted for a while maybe you can buy like a gift for somebody else whatever go traveling or whatever yeah, whatever you really yeah. want to do just like picture picture that now Pay attention to what you feel like when I say you will never have that million dollars in your account. There's a lot of resistance for a lot of you, I'm sure. <laughs> so what does that resistance look like? Like what, what is the voice in the head that's that's resistance? Well, it might not even be necessarily like a, a voice in the head, but it's like a feeling. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, like it's, there's something that like turns you off about it, right? And what is that? So you, you have to question like where does that emotion where is that thought what does it what does it actually mean where does it come from and that is the flip side to your desires right there's that fear within your desire that you're not going to achieve that particular thing mm-hmm. so there's there's the two sides like yes on one hand you want this but then on the other hand you're pushing it away with these thoughts or with this belief that oh, or this fear sorry that you're not going to get that particular thing mm-hmm. right and for most of us, unfortunately, it's those negative sides, those fears that we're not going to achieve certain things. There's, uh, you know, the fears that things are too hard or whatever. 
those are the things that come into existence. Those are the things that become our reality. Yeah. And I think also beliefs that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough to live a life like that. Oh, that's such a big one. That's such a big one. It's like the fears and then the the beliefs too. The worries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like anytime you think or you hear anyone say like, you know, all those damn rich people, (laughs) right? They're so greedy. And in, the filthy rich. The filthy rich. That's so like filthy. that's a very um, subtle oh, kind yeah. of one because you know no one wants to be filthy. Yeah. Right. And so when you say the filthy rich, what does that actually say to your energy field, and what what do you think that actually is putting out to the world? Oh yeah. Well, like what are you, you creating know, by saying that? Like yeah, is that helping? It's yeah, exactly. It's it's pushing you further away. Because yeah. it's also a judgment, too. Of course it you is. You know, being like, oh, the filthy rich. It's not just, like, damaging to the energy that you're putting out. But it's it's um, also judgment. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for, yes, of course, there's, uh, there's a bunch of shitty rich people out there. There's no question. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's just as many, if not more, rich people that are making a massive, massive impact on the world in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, look at, look at the richest man in the world, uh, Bill Gates. Right. Look at the amount of good that that mm-hmm. man is doing with his uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, with everything that he's doing in Africa. Like that man is incredible. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't have all those resources, he couldn't be helping these millions of individuals in Africa and around the world. Right. Yeah. So money is neither good or bad. No. Right? I mean, there's there's like shitty poor people. Absolutely. <laughs> there's shitty rich people. There's just shitty people. It, totally. It's not... It's not because they're rich or they're poor. It has nothing to do with it. But that's an, like that's one example. I mean, there's also like the law of attraction for like jobs or oh, of course. Um, of course. somebody that you want to spend your life with, like a soulmate or, you know, so let's talk about. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah. This is a big one because, I mean, I struggle with this for such a long time and I I talked about it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I had this programming for uh, from... Like as a kid, that I wasn't worthy of love, and I truly feel that it stemmed from my upbringing. When I was a baby, I wasn't taken care of. I wasn't given the love that I I needed, mm-hmm. and I as as much as like I you know, I wasn't conscious of this, right? Like when I was a baby, who knew? Like I, I certainly didn't have these thoughts, but it was like an emotional mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that I didn't get the love that I needed, and so. That created this like little blemish on my psyche, on my soul, whatever you want to call it. And that just kept replaying in my life over and over and over. And the girls that I liked didn't like me back. And finally, when I did get into some relationships, it uh, like I kept either pushing those people away or in, in most cases, it was actually um, they didn't love me or respect me the way that I needed. And I was a doormat. And then things would just crumble and, and whatever. And I, until I realized and I healed that like little part of myself mm-hmm. is when things changed. And this is an example of these, uh, you know, unconscious beliefs that are replaying in our lives. So mm-hmm. as much as I wanted so desperately to get a relationship, I wasn't capable of it. Like I just mm-hmm. I didn't believe it was possible, but it was on a subconscious level. Of course, I thought like, yeah, I just got to find the right person. Yeah, I got to do this. I got to. Yeah. You know, I got to get better. I got to do that. But 
there was like this unconscious thing that just kept bringing the same situations to me over and over and over. And how many friends do you know that keep attracting the same relationship, the same guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, it's it, look in your own life, whether yeah. it's in relationships or careers or whatever. Like what story are you telling yourself? What beliefs do you have? Mm-hmm. And what do you see on a regular basis? Like, are there mm-hmm. situations that you keep calling into your life over and over and over again? Yeah, like, I think, like, I can really only speak for myself with relationships and, you know, what I attracted into my life. It was a lot of the same, but it was a lot of the same issues that I had internally that attracted, attracted these guys. Totally. You know, it, That's was, where like, it, all starts. it was the same for me with um, not feeling... But I didn't know that I didn't feel that I was worthy or that I was lovable. You know, like for me, I had this idea of like soulmate and I need to find my soulmate and I'll get married and it'll be perfect. But it was like I was looking for that soulmate to fill the part of me that wasn't filled. You know, and it's such a like it's I remember it was always just such an annoying thing to hear. It's like you can't. You don't look to somebody else to complete yourself. Like you don't, you're not a half, half a person here and a half a person here and come together and make one whole person. You literally have to be a whole person on your own and find somebody else who is a whole person. And then you can start a beautiful relationship from that place that will be, I mean, you can start it with your half and a half, but it's just not going to be as. It's not going to be as deep as or fulfilling. Fulfilling, and because you're you're always going to be looking to that other person to fill a need within yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you have all your needs filled within yourself from yourself, then oh yeah, then it's just so much better because you're not needing me. I'm not needing you. Exactly. You know, like you don't have. I don't place expectations on you that you can't fulfill because ultimately the key too is no one else can actually fulfill what's missing inside of you and that's one thing that I never I never understood that you know I was adopted as a baby and I just never felt like that's a whole other podcast yeah (laughs) a whole other series of podcasts talking about adoption um but long story short I never felt um I felt I I had abandonment issues and so Mm -hmm. from that I had worthiness issues you know, yeah. like if my own biological mom didn't want me, this is what the the little me in, inside says. If my biological mom doesn't want me, the one person yeah. who we believe should love us no matter what, unconditionally, if she doesn't want me, then I'm obviously there's something wrong with me. That's what the little me says, right? Of course. And so the law of attraction, I didn't know this. I, I was I was literally trying to just think and say I wanted to find my soulmate to attract my soulmate, but I had to go in and heal all those, those wounds of course, in order to attract you into my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like those beliefs that you had from a baby essentially just kept replaying in your life over and over as a subconscious belief pattern. And you just kept creating it. And it was the same thing for me. Exact same thing. So once I shifted it, shifted my beliefs to knowing that I'm worthy, knowing that I'm good enough, knowing that I'm lovable, then everything changed. 
Exactly. And and that goes for money, it goes for job, it goes for anything you want. You have to believe that you're worthy, that you're good enough, that you deserve it. Because if somewhere inside of you says you don't deserve it, then, well, then you don't deserve it. The universe will answer yes to you and just say, yep, that's right, you don't deserve it. Yeah, yep, that's I love right. that. You don't love yourself enough. That's Neil Donald Walsh who said that. Yeah. Um, in his conversations with God, uh, that the universe will always answer yes to you. So if you're say, oh my God, I don't have enough money. The universe says, yes, yes, you don't have enough money, you know, and put that on any other question. Exactly. It's like any kind of belief that you have, anything that you want, you know, what is your predominant belief around it? You know, I'm not worthy. Yes, it's true. You're not worthy. Life is a struggle. Yes, life is a struggle. Right. But you can say the, the exact opposite. Right. It's like um, uh, Tom Ford, not Tom Ford, uh, Henry Ford. <laughs> oh, God. Henry Ford. You know, he says whether you believe you can or you believe you can't. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Right. There's so many different examples of this around yeah. the world from so many different teachers. Yeah. That, uh, you know, at, at some point you have to start paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, and Wayne Dyer says, I'll, what does he say? I'll, people always say, I'll believe it when I see it. But the truth is, uh, I'll see it when I believe it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Totally. You know, so here's the thing. I'm sure that there's a lot of people here asking, okay, great. Well, if there's all these subconscious beliefs that are, uh, you know, running my life, well, how do I deal with it? Like, how do I actually use this law of attraction thing? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I know that so much of what is said out there is like, you know, positive affirmations, right? You can go through your day and it's like, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I deserve a relationship. I deserve more money, this and that. But the thing is that you can say those until you're blue in the face and it's not really going to change it. I think it might help like 5%. Yeah, it might help. Yeah. I mean, it's better than negative talk because then you're just vocalizing. And I mean, the positive affirmations are a great start. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm not knocking positive affirmations, mm-hmm. but they're that... part of it. But they're not—they're not, not going to get you the whole way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel with this stuff, when it comes to blocks, you really have to take things a little step further and look at into meditation. Mm-hmm. For one, for instance, um, just because when you can bring those beliefs, when you can become conscious of them in that space space of presence. When you're meditating or doing yoga or whatever your, your practice is, it doesn't have to, be, have to be meditation. It has to be a space where you become present into uh, allowing a different energy into your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you want to call that your higher self, whether you want to call that God, whether you want to call that universe, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter what mm-hmm. words you use. But it's in that space when you bring those blocks in, when you think about them, in presence you bring them up to the surface and you're no longer trying to hide them and you become present that's when that energy of your higher self you know god your divine self whatever comes in and is able to heal and change those thoughts and finally let them go yeah and for me i think that's one way and i and i also for me what i also did was reframe my focus so Money, for example, I struggled with um, 
I always was like finance, like struggling financially, not making enough money, going into debt, feeling like I couldn't buy the things that I wanted to buy or go to the restaurants that I wanted to go to or take the vacation that I wanted, all that kind of stuff. Because I was like, I don't have enough money. That was, that was what I always said. I don't have enough money. To which the universe said, yes, that's correct. You don't have enough money. Totally. And so what I did was, yes, I was doing my meditations and, and spiritual practices. But also what I did was reframe my focus to actually like going through my money. And I set up like a savings plan. And even though I didn't have very much, but I was like, okay, when I was like visually paying attention to my money and watching it come into my bank account and then automatically because I set up you can if you have online banking you can easily set it up where just like automatically deposit savings into your different savings accounts so there's a saying like pay yourself first and so I was paying myself first so I would get my paycheck in and then I would go to like a clothing fund I would go to like groceries it would go to an entertainment Mm -hmm. fund it would go to a charity fund because charity is also very important giving is important and so I had you know the percentage of my paycheck would go into each account yeah totally and so I would focus on it so it was like instead of saying like oh I've got x amount of money for the rest of the month it was like it was easy for me to see it was like okay this money I get to spend on clothes and it was fun there was no more guilt around it and this money is my groceries okay that's fine this money is my entertainment fund Mm -hmm. and so when I focused on that And seeing, okay, I am being provided for. I do have money to cover my basics, to pay my rent, to buy my food, to go out on budget conscious activities with my friends. It was really weird because literally when I started focusing on that, my stress went away around finances and I suddenly like had enough money. If, but the ironic thing was, was like I had like 20 bucks a week to like for entertainment, but still I had no stress around it. Mm-hmm. But that, that you would think sounds stressful yeah. having at that time, $20 a month to like go out on the weekends in Vancouver, Canada is not a lot of money <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when you're living downtown and everything costs like it's super expensive. But at that time, because I had shifted my focus on gratitude for what I had, suddenly enough, my, my money expanded. And I just thought of another saying, which is what you focus on expands. Mm-hmm. So when I focused on having what I, the money totally. that I had and being like, oh, I do have enough. Totally. I, I'm, I have, you know, this much for, for clothing and this. Like it, it honestly made spending my money more fun too. Yeah. Because I was like, no. This money is for, I love, I love clothing shopping, as you can tell. And so for me, that was such a big thing. Of course. And okay. so that shifted the energy within in conjunction with doing the meditation practices, the healing work, spiritual practices. Um, and then literally like my finances over doubled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. And then yeah. I was able to get out of debt and it was literally, it was that shift in focus. Like I see how that that alone mm-hmm. is extremely powerful yeah exactly and something that uh, i want to bring up here is that you know it's these quantum shifts that are hard to wrap our minds around right mm-hmm. because you know when you think about having a million dollars in your account that's a that's a stretch when you only have a hundred bucks mm-hmm. right 
But when you start focusing on like the little things, like for you, you know, you, you had like set aside and that, you know, the, even if it was a little amount of savings, it was growing every month. Yeah. And yeah. that shifted the energy. It was like these like little baby steps mm-hmm. that you believe, okay, you know what? It's, it's possible that I have now 400 bucks in my account. You know, that became your reality. Mm-hmm. And then soon it was like a thousand mm-hmm. and then soon it was 10,000. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. If you start taking those like small little steps, it shifts that energy where you it become does. grateful yeah. for what you currently have. And then it allows your mind to wrap around the concept of being able to have a little bit more and then a little bit more yeah. and a little bit more. Yeah. Something that, that really stands out here is uh, there was um, the, this four group of friends in Ontario and they went to the Niagara Falls Casino. Oh, and yeah. this was uh, this was a number of years ago. This now. is in the news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they won like fifty thousand bucks at the casino, and they like lost their minds. Like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. So they jump in the car and they're driving home to like Hamilton or wherever they're from. I don't I don't quite quite remember. And they felt so alive, and they felt like anything is possible because they just won that this fifty k. Like, ah, screw it. Let's buy a lottery ticket. And that night, that same night, they won $50 million. <laughs> yeah. Like, how crazy is that? They just won at the, yeah. at the casino, 50K. And then hours later, they win $50 million because they knew that it was possible. Yeah. They, they thought it was possible because they've yeah. already won this. It opened up their the energy. Exactly. To allow yeah. something else to come in. Right? Like, how crazy is yeah. that? Like, what are yeah. the chances? Like, that, that is not a coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidences. No. Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool story. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it really does start with, like, those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, for instance, what I started doing a number of years ago is just, you know, surrendering. Because, and, and I should clarify on what that is, Right. So I allowed the universe to kind of bring me whatever situation and whatever needed to happen to happen. And I didn't necessarily have any expectations or stress around it. Now, this is a concept that is really hard to wrap our minds around because, you know, if you just kind of give up and just, and I don't mean give up, but let me explain. If you just give up and you just allow things to happen, whatever way that they're supposed to happen without any expectations, you know, you would think that you're going to sit there on your couch and just, uh, you know, things are just going to come to you. Not, not quite exactly like that. I mean, you still go through the motions, right? Like you still go to your job. You still deal with the things that need to be dealt with, whatever. But I didn't necessarily have any of these like big plans around what, what I needed or what I wanted. Because through so much of my previous existence, you know, what I wanted it just didn't happen. So I, one day I just said, fuck it. Let's just, I'm just going to coast. <laughs> and then the more that I relaxed and I just allowed things to be, the more I got and the easier things became. Because we have this idea or a lot of us have these beliefs that, you know, the universe has no idea. Like, what? who am I to the universe? Like, the universe doesn't know my money problems. The universe doesn't know that I'm struggling with, you know, relationships. Yeah. You know, like, what does the universe give a shit about my divorce or whatever it is? Well, the thing is, and the more that I practice this, the more this becomes my reality. Actually, the universe knows what I want more than I do. And it can create 
if you allow it, an existence that's far beyond what you ever thought was possible. And you literally, because you surrender, you start coming from a place of gratitude. You know, like when you have a good day, you're like, ah, you know, thank you for this awesome day. You know, and the next day just becomes a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you have some big stress, like you expect that something's going to happen, something's going to cave in, you know, your roof's going to cave in, some like big event's going to happen. And, you know, this is where like these stresses, anxieties, and fears come from. You know, you expect some shitty event, and you know what? It doesn't. Things actually get better. And then you accept that as your reality. You know, well, maybe things aren't that bad. And then, you relax and allow things to unfold even more. And then you get, things get even better. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's two ways that you can create. One way is you can really work on yourself. You can go through meditations. You can have your spiritual practices. You can deal with the blocks and consciously focus your energy and thoughts on, you know, I want this big house. I want this big yacht. I want this relationship, blah, blah, blah. And you will get there. Um, the other way is... For me, it's easier. It's just a surrender. You know, the idea of providence that, you know, the universe is friendly. The universe is there to support us and be there for us and give us the things that we need. And things might not necessarily, you know, you might not have that exact house. You might move across the world and live in something way better, right? Like you don't know, but you don't judge it as as you go along. You just kind of go with the flow. And that... For me, that's way less stressful. You just kind of accept that things are the way they are. And it's beautiful because life unfolds so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And I just, I also wanted to um, touch on like people who who might feel like the universe is actually against them. So they might not mm-hmm. be like feeling like they're separate. Like, oh, the universe doesn't know what I want. But they might be coming from a place of like, well, fuck the universe because the universe is shitty because my life is shitty because it's keep keeps dealing me these shitty cards. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there who feel that way and that is their experience. And so I think, you know, to surrender is kind of maybe a difficult thing when you're in that state. And so I think what's important is just focus on the little things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, That's so focus key. on like the sunrise, focus on the beauty around you, focus on like the grass growing and the greenery and the flowers and like the birds, the beautiful birds chirping or like cute little animals and just like be grateful for those little things, absolutely. you know, and like the little moments and like time with friends and family and just start focusing on the small yeah. things Enjoy that can shift. It. Yeah, that, you know, okay, maybe you feel like the universe sucks and the universe has forgotten about you and doesn't have your back. But trust me, it hasn't. And you might call bullshit on it. Mm-hmm. But just try focusing on the little things. Yeah. You know, the little joys. And it will expand. It will expand. You have to be open. You have to be open to the possibility that this is actually real. Absolutely. Because if you're not open to it, then just stop watching. Just go do something else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> go it's do so something true. that you enjoy. It's so true. And then come back later. <laughs> yeah. But you have to be open. Yeah. Like if you're sitting there being like, this is a bunch of bullshit, then the universe is going to say, yes, this is a bunch of bullshit. And you're going to be right. 
You mm-hmm. are right. Whatever your beliefs are, you are right. So the choice is yours. The choice is you could either continue having the universe hate you, um, feeling like you're never going to get what you want, or you could be like, okay, you know what? This isn't actually what I want in my life. Maybe there's a better way. Yes. Maybe. That's so good. Maybe there's something to this. And mm-hmm. maybe if I just give it a genuine try and like effort and shift your energy from feeling like the universe sucks to, okay, maybe the universe, maybe the universe is cool. Maybe, maybe I just need to start a new conversation. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. It's, you know what though? There's a purpose behind all the struggle. And I can absolutely say this mm-hmm. from experience. It's the struggle is there in order for you to get to a place where you've had enough of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can grind it out. Things can be really hard. And, yeah. you know, over year after year, over and over, you come through the same situations. Yeah, you can and suffer. You can. <laughs> and then you reach a point where you just throw your hands up and you're like, fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm ready for something else. Like there has to be a better way. That's when the question comes in. When you've had enough of the bullshit and that's at your schedule, mm-hmm. there's no, there's nothing out there that's going to change that. It's, you have to make that decision. I've had enough of trying to figure it out myself. There has to be a better way. And that's when you become open to these kinds of ideas and concepts. Yeah. Because it was the same thing for me. For so much of my life, I struggled with anxiety and debt and shitty relationships and all this stuff. And then one day I said, I'm done. I have no idea what I'm doing. I yeah. can't I can't do this anymore because I'm going to jump off a bridge one day because I'm just dealing with so much emotional bullshit. And that was the last day I stopped. I, I struggled. Everything mm-hmm. else changed after that in every single situation, yeah. in my relationships, in my finances, in my relationships with my parents and friends, with... Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything changed. Same with me. Same with me, actually. Because um, I started down this, you know, spiritual self-help manifest your destiny when I was 19. And all through my 20s, I just ended up, like, digging myself a, a deeper hole. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, like, nothing worked. I knew this. I heard of the law of attraction. I heard all this stuff. But I didn't actually get it until my early 30s and mid 30s you know it wasn't it wasn't until until later yeah because because I just didn't have enough of the bullshit I guess yeah you know I didn't truly say yes like I didn't truly know how to say yes exactly so I had to go through more struggle more frustrated lonely crying nights and being broken in debt and like all that shittiness (laughs) to finally be like okay okay I don't know what to do and so and then your mind becomes open or you become open to a different way yeah well for me I'm like a huge person on spiritual growth like my path has very much been um doing lots of courses, lots of like self-help, personal growth. You know, Mm -hmm. I read a lot of Wayne Dyer 
in my 20s, Deepak Chopra. I did a bunch of retreats. So I did a lot of that and I still continue to do a lot of that. Like I'm I'm a very like hands-on spiritual type person where Mm -hmm. I really like going into that stuff. And I did a lot of healing work. Healing work, I mean, we'll talk about that at another time. Yeah. But healing work was so fundamental for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm constantly working with spiritual teachers. Um, and so for me, that really is what I needed. Not everybody needed that. Like you had a totally different path than I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we should talk about two things real quick. And we're yeah, already we at 42 minutes, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here. <laughs> we can talk forever and ever about know, all this stuff. I know, it's so true. <laughs> but I wanted to make mention of the fact that, because I know there's going to be a lot of people here asking, well, you know, I didn't, you know, there's no way that that kid, you know, manifested that, like, tragic accident or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, like, my son was killed. How did I manifest that? Yeah, exactly. Or getting fired from your job. That's not my fault. That's my shitty boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of situations out there where, you know, we think that we didn't necessarily create. Well, there, there's, there's two things that I think we need to consider. First of all is we can only create our own reality, really. And when it comes to the, those tough situations, I think there's a deeper purpose behind those things like when we say that uh you know we need to get to a place where we surrender well on one hand the universe is helping us get to that point in surrendering right because those opportunities are the things where we we are done with a struggle right because we could be mildly unconscious forever we could live a mildly shitty life forever right the thing is that when we get to a place where it's so fucking hard, that's when we're open to change. So, yes, you know, if it's tragic that those things happen, of course. But there is a deeper purpose that the universe wants us to wake up. It wants us to get to a place where we uh, realize that there could be another way. Yeah, but I think we need to back it up too. So when somebody says... Um... How did I manifest my child dying? Or how did I manifest this tragic event, whatever it might be, in my life? Well, if you want to believe this or not, it's up to you. But ultimately, the way I see it is that that child came into your life for that particular purpose. That was their destiny. Yeah, there's this thing called soul contracts, whether you believe them or not. I personally believe in them. Mm -hmm. Um, We have soul contracts to help each other. So sometimes our worst enemies are actually like our best friends. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, like definitely. my shitty boyfriends were like amazing teachers and I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. You know, and um, my awesome boyfriends were also great teachers and I'm equally grateful for them. Mm-hmm. And it's all soul contracts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. literally, this is the reason why it's to get us to the place where we're open to something else. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Like we can, it's the struggle uh, pushes until the vision pulls. When you get to that place where you're open to a different path, when you're open to something else, that's when you don't have to deal with all this bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like challenges will still come up. I mean, that's that's life, but it's not the same thing. You know, when a challenge comes, there's an equal solution that like shows up right away as well, but there's mm-hmm. no stress around it. You just 
let life unfold and things just get better and better and better, right? So those things are all part of the greater plan. Like there is a bigger purpose behind this and it's all to get us to a place where we're open to something else. Yeah, and the other thing too that I want to say is, you know, when you have a broken heart, your heart is also broken open, Mm -hmm. right? It's broken open to more love because through grief when you when you actually grieve and you go through it and you allow the grief what's on the other side of grief is always love Mm. so through your grief through your broken now open heart you can you can move through that to more love absolutely so so you could take a look at that tragic situation and ask, how is this bringing me to more love? Yes. You know, maybe it's not right away because you're still grieving and it's it hurts and it's really sad and you cry. But allow that. Allow that grief to move through you. I have this saying where, um, it was one of my teachers said it. Mm-hmm. I've adopted it. <laughs> but it's... Di- allow yourself to digest your emotions before they digest you. Because totally. if you don't allow that grief um, to process and if you don't allow yourself to feel it, if you just stuff it down, oh, it's, so it, it lives in you and it will digest you and it will just, it will eat you from the inside out. Yeah. And, so and what it'll happen is that you'll just keep attracting more of those situations. Yeah. So you get that opportunity to feel those things again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Exactly, because it needs to be felt. It needs to be processed. It needs to move through you. Exactly. Yeah. And then, only then, when mm-hmm. you digest those things, like Holly just said, that's when you no longer have to deal with it. Like that layer has mm-hmm. been dealt with. Now you can move on with your life, mm-hmm. right? That's so key. Mm-hmm. One thing that I wanted to say as well is I wanted to share a, a story. And this is a story of manifestation that... I experienced and this one stands out so much for me because it was it's just it's such a contrast from my life like usually things are really easy and things just unfold and I'm, I'm usually really positive and all these things and then there's this one event and this is a, a negative event if you want to if I want to call it that I guess and it was the day that I had facial reconstructive surgery yeah and this was, it was crazy. So yeah, like half of Bart's face here is all metal. He's yeah. like, he's like the Terminator. Totally. <laughs> and so I remember this day, I was uh, supposed to hang out with this one girl and I, she kept stringing me along and um, this, like she kept bailing on me like many times before. So the morning that we were supposed to hang out on Saturday, I get a text message. Like I get up, I'm all excited, ready to, to go through the day. And I get a text message saying I won't be able to make it. And already I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And I'm getting like angry. And I don't get angry. But I started getting angry. So I'm just like starting to stew a little bit. So I start doing some chores around the apartment. And and then I get a text message like an hour later. It's like, okay, I might be able to meet you. But I'll message you in a few hours and I'll let you know if I can meet you. Like, okay, great. So all of a sudden my emotional roller coaster, I'm like up here like, yes, this is going to happen. And then, you know, two hours goes by, three hours goes by, nothing. And all of a sudden, I start seething again. I'm like, oh, my God, this is shitty. She's ignoring me. She's not Exactly. This isn't going to happen. God damn it. (laughs) And then, finally, I get a text message saying, like, 
okay, I'm, I'm at the beach. I'm like, what are you talking about? We were supposed to hang out. We were supposed to go down there together. So I'm like getting even more angry. But you know what? It's there. So I can get there and we can hang out and it's going to be great. So I'm just, I'm anxious. I'm like so pissed off that like it's been the like half the day already is, is gone, whatever. But I need to get there. So I jump in the car and I peel out of the parking lot. And I noticed that, you know, my, my blinky light goes on for my, my gas. I'm running out of gas. And I'm, like, already, like, already pissed off that it's been so long. Like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so I pull into a, a gas station. I, I go to pull my wallet out, and I forgot my wallet at home. I'm like, You're got, you've got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way. There's no way. So I jump in the car. I rush back home, grab my wallet, go tank up. And I'm literally driving like 200 kilometers an hour so it's like 140 or 130 clicks an hour or uh miles per hour just busting down to the beach just losing my mind <laughs> so i remember i get to the beach i like whip out my cool out of the back and i'm just fucking happening and now i'm starting <laughs> to get excited a little bit and i get to the beach and we're, we're hanging out there for literally five minutes i'm like oh finally after this entire angst the entire day and there's this guy that was behind us and he starts calling to her. He's like, Hey, Hey, you know, Hey baby, what's up? Right. I'm like, what, who is this guy? And she turns around and is like, shut up. So two minutes later, next thing I know, she's standing up rushing towards the guy. The guy stands up and I thought they were going to get into a fight. So I get in between them and the dude just swings out of nowhere, hits me in the temple and I go down. I literally black out. Next thing I realize, I'm like being like sat up. I had no idea what the hell just happened. And there's like the lifeguard and a bunch of people like standing over me like, oh my God, what was that? Like, what happened? What, what the hell are you guys talking about? Those dudes were stomping on your face. Like, I've never seen anything like that. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, there was like eight guys just kicking you in the head. Like, I ran over, then they ran away. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I felt fine. So, anyways, the ambulance came. I jumped in the ambulance. Like, they, they took me to the hospital. And I remember going to the bathroom and looking at my face for the first time in the mirror. And I couldn't believe it. Like, my entire face was like a giant ball of goo and blood and pus and, like, swollen like shit. It was insane. And... So anyways, long story short, I had to get reconstructive surgery because like I had like so many fractures in my, in my face. There's like, I got all this metal in my face. So two things that, that, that came out of that one was it wasn't like, I never thought about creating these guys kicking me in the head. I never had that, but it was like this seething kind of energy this emotion that it was like this like anxious shitty feeling all day long and that's the exact type of energy that manifested itself in this situation Mm -hmm. so that was one and the other thing is once I finally got there and I relaxed and I like just allowed things like okay well I guess I got beat up like whatever and like that energy just completely dissipated and was gone I didn't feel any pain ever during the entire ordeal. I didn't feel any pain after, even after the surgery. Like they gave me crazy amounts of uh, like 
pains to or uh, uh, pills to pop uh, for painkillers. I didn't take a single pill ever, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? The universe graciously got me through that scenario, even though I was the one that you know created this this scenario. Mm-hmm. Right? So so much of it isn't necessarily you know the thoughts we think, but it, it is like this underlying. Uh, feeling and emotion that ends up manifesting in our in our experience. Um, Eckhart Tolle it talks about how when you look at ducks, you know, you go to the park, you look at ducks, and sometimes two ducks will come together and they look like they're pissed off and they're like wah, 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 right and they like flap their wings at each other and you know they look all angry, but then two seconds later they're like oh okay I guess we're cool right and they just swim off in their opposite directions. They've dissipated that energy. And they move on, and then they're fine, right? That was me. I created that. The energy was dissipated. And it was like this, this like emotional charge that kind of get, gets built up. It needs to be released. It created that scenario, and then I was fine after that. So, you know, we do create even like the, the negative circumstances in, in many, actually in all cases, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's always for a better good. Like mm-hmm. now I realize because of that experience how we create and I look at things very differently now, mm-hmm. right? Like when I, when I wake up and I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, okay, hold on. Okay, now I, I start thinking like, I don't want to be creating any more negative bullshit. So I better deal with this now. So I need to get myself into a state where I'm happy and things are good. And, mm-hmm. Right? So we have, to, we have to be conscious of that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that's it. That was my story. That was a good story. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sucked. But, I mean, a lot of things, you know, come out of that. And now, this this is the beauty of it. You know, we have a very limited perspective. We look at our life here, now. Right? Like, we, we can only see what we're currently seeing. Right? But there's a much broader view. Right? When you take a step back and you see your entire life then you you can see how these different scenarios have come in order for you to manifest certain other scenarios in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the grief that you felt two years ago has opened you up to feel more love and peace and joy two years later, right? You need suffering until you don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You can choose something different. So hopefully this has inspired you to maybe... Totally question your thought process why you have those thoughts and move you into a direction where you can embrace something that's going to be more supportive moving forward thoughts and beliefs that are more supportive totally yeah so i think we should probably call it yeah it's uh this was a really long one so i know hopefully you stuck through till the end there um hopefully we didn't lose you (laughs) but anyways i think that's probably it Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Fuck Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritualist Fuck.